Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 145. Hey, I, I got a lot of feedback uh, from episode 144. Uh, so those for, for those of you who listened in, and, and a lot of you kind of hit me up and you said yes and thank you. And uh, I got to tell you, these walks I've been going on, um, I just have been feeling so heavy and so deeply um, all that's going on. I mean, in, it's interesting as we head into 2021, you know, this perception, and I talked about it a few times, this perception like everything's going to go away and everything's going to get better and everything's going to e- get easier. And I think for so many people, they're like, that's just not true or they're not really experiencing. So I think we have the hope. We have the hope of what is to come, right? We have the hope that things will change. But I'm going to challenge us. And I think it's really, really important to continue to challenge us to think in this way. Our hope is found in Jesus. Our hope is found in Jesus. Our hope is not found in, in a cure. Our hope is not found in a in a and a new system. Our hope is not found in those things. Our hope is found in Jesus. You know, there's this in Isaiah, uh, there's this whole um, idea, and I think it's in Isaiah 43, where it talks about thriving in the area in which you've been planted. And, and, And in that moment, they were in Babylon. Like, it's not easy, right? It's not it's not the way it should be. It's not, it doesn't make sense. And, and it's frustrating and it's hard. And he was like, listen, you need to thrive there because I am still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm still on the throne, no matter what, no matter what happens. And so I feel like as I'm going on these walks and sitting out on the, the, on the porch here, constantly being reminded of that, like keep focusing on Jesus keep focusing on Jesus, the pioneer, as it says in Hebrews 12, and perfecter of our faith. I'm going to focus there. And so again, I don't know where all of you are at. I don't know if many of you are freaked out or many of you are frustrated or hurt or concerned. I've heard from so many people that that's the case. And I want to remind us, our hope is found in Jesus. And when we begin to spin out and when we begin to freak out, that is a perfect, perfect time for us to slow our hearts down and say, I know what's going on here. And Jesus, I need you. I need your help. I need you to guide me. I need you to lead me. I feel like everything's out of control. I feel like I'm out of control. I'm spinning out of control. And I need you. And he will meet you in that place. Repent. God, I have put all my trust, all my faith in something other than you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Make my heart new. And he's going to do that because he loves you and he cares about you. So an encouragement, a challenge as we move in the days ahead, Jesus is the king. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He goes before the father on our behalf and the father loves us so much. So keep that in mind as you go throughout today and as you go throughout the days to come. Uh, for those of you who continue to subscribe and listen and and then share these podcasts on social media, thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate it. I do. And those for, for those of you who give to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front port confessional. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your financial support um, that so many of you have given. Thank you so much for making this uh, podcast happen. Uh, our passage today is Luke 19, 
41. It says this, And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. I remember uh, it probably been my, my first time or second time to India. And I remember going into a leprosy colony. And so just for your, and I know I've talked a little bit about this uh, throughout other podcasts, but uh, leprosy is real. It exists. And, uh, you know, when we take new people to India, it usually freaks them out because they're like, wait a second, that's like a really bad thing. And it's like, it's a really hard disease, very, very hard disease. So people are worried about catching it and that whole thing. But I remember my first time going to a leprosy colony. I remember the first time, like, Walking in, it was overwhelming. The whole experience was so overwhelming. I sensed their helplessness. Um, I, but I also watched the way they cared for one another. And I, and I also watched their joy. And I was like, and I watched the community around them, like the outside community, those that didn't have leprosy, reject them and literally put them into what we call a leprosy colony because they're not really supposed to go out into public. And all of it, all, I mean, fingers and toes missing, no teeth, cataracts and eyes. I mean, just like legs missing. I'm... The whole experience was so overwhelming. It, 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 it literally, I started weeping. I started crying and I struggled and I couldn't compose myself because I was so overwhelmed by this physical need, this physical need, um, the way they were being rejected by their community, all of it. It was all just so overwhelming. And so this week as I was going on my walk, this passage popped into my head of Jesus looking over Jerusalem and weak, weeping. And I was, I was like transported back to this moment with the lepers, lepers. And then once again, just dealing with what I was feeling in that moment. And I just had this image, like I could actually, you know, so I had that passage and I was actually like visually seeing Jesus on the Mount of Olives, like overlooking Jerusalem and just weeping and just weeping. And I felt like I felt it. I just felt like I felt it. And what's crazy is in the context of this passage, this is what's so interesting. In the context of this passage, it's this moment is right after Palm Sunday. So it's right after this moment where the people are yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, and proclaiming him as the Messiah. And right, everyone's excited and people are pulling down, putting down their coats and he's riding on a donkey and, and as he's heading into the city. And so it's like this beautiful time of celebration. And historically, like we still celebrate Palm Sunday in our churches, right? As a part of the, as a part of the, uh, uh, as a part of the church calendar, we, we, we remember this day and it's this day where, you know, little kids get palm branches and it seems like super exciting. We don't usually talk about the passage that happens right after, which it, we're immediately kind of transported. And I don't know what else is going around. We're, we're transported and I, in my mind, and I, and this is not in the passage, but in my mind, I just have like all the noise is still an echoing in the background. Like all the people are still talking and I have Jesus just wandering up to the Mount of Olives and he's by himself and he's just weeping. He's just crying. 
because he realizes he's the real Messiah, but that they, but he's not the Messiah the people want. And what causes Jesus to weep? And, and so I started thinking through this, like, what? What causes Jesus to weep? You know, if you remember, the, the shortest verse in the whole Bible is Jesus wept. Um, so here we have this moment where Jesus weeps, and he weeps as a result of his dear friend Lazarus, Lazarus uh, dying. Lazarus dies, and he was grieving his death, which I find to be so unbelievably human. And so I just really... I really sense Jesus's presence in this moment. Like I can, I can see him being so near and people coming around and going, wow, he's weeping. And, and, and in that way, I mean, it makes me feel more human in some ways. You know, Jesus is not some like caricature in a book. He's not some agnostic being out in the universe somewhere. He's the God who weeps, but he also knows that, He's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. You know, and in this passage, in this passage, what Jesus is weeping over is that Jesus wasn't the king they wanted. You know, what they really wanted is they wanted a political warrior who was going to restore them as a powerful nation they weren't once were. Right, that they were going to take over the area and do what they used to do, like pull them all the way back to the time of David. Right, that's what they wanted. That's what they were hoping he was, and he was weeping over that re- reality because he realizes they he realized they they didn't want a king that would be denied by his followers. They didn't want a king that would be taken away by soldiers. They didn't want a king that would remain silent as the people accused him in the Sanhedrin. They didn't want, falsely, by the way, falsely, falsely accused him in the Sanhedrin. They didn't want a king that would be strapped to a pole and beaten with a whip. They didn't want a king who needed help carrying his own cross. They didn't want a king that would be mocked and abused and didn't retaliate. They didn't want that king. They didn't want a king that allowed these people to spit in his face and mock him. Ah, king of the Jews. Ha ha ha. Look at you now. Why don't you call down your angels? They didn't want that king. They didn't want a king that would suffer and die for the sins of the world. They didn't want a king that when he died would be buried in a tomb that was given to him. They didn't want that king. They were so focused on their own narcissistic earthly pursuits that they couldn't see that Jesus had brought heaven to earth and was healing a wound that only a perfect sacrifice could. They could not see that. And it was grieving his heart. They wanted strength. They didn't want weakness. 
And it says in verse 44 of chapter 19, this is a few verses after Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. He says this, that Jesus wept over Jerusalem because they did not recognize the time of God's coming was here. And it says to you. That's why he was weeping, because they missed it. They missed him. They missed him. Is he, and, and here's where I want to take you right now. Can you join me with Jesus on the Mount of Olives, overlooking the city and weeping with him? Can you see yourself there, right there with him? Weeping because so many of us have missed Jesus in order to pursue something we perceive as more powerful. We are breaking his heart. The same heart that healed those that no one wanted to touch. People like these lepers that I saw and that I touched. The same heart that spent time with people that no one wanted to spend time with. The same heart that came to us, Emmanuel, God with us, so we could be with him for all of eternity. That is the same heart that is breaking, breaking in this moment. So the question that I've been wrestling with, I'm working through and struggling through is this. So what do we really want? Do we really want the suffering son of God or all the powers of this world? What do we really want? And we get to choose. And it was that wrong choice that grieved the heart of Jesus. But here's what I'll say for me, and I don't know about for you, I hope this is true. For me, I choose to weep with Jesus. I choose to love like him. And I choose to sacrifice because of him. What will you choose? Because it grieves the heart of God when we make other things gods in our lives. What will you do with Jesus? So, Father God, we come before you. Thank you that you love us and you care for us. Thank you that you weep when we walk away. May your grace and kindness continue to be over us as we live in these days. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.